When my brother got his first salary as an engineer, of course, he came with quiet pride and handed it over to my father. Maybe my father returned it to him. I'm not sure. When I made my first salary, it was so little. I returned it to the NGO and left for the U.S. to study. Today, all my nephews in Delhi now have sons and daughters crawling all over them, pulling the ears, hitting them, and in general making hell. It's fun to watch and marvel, and I hope this closeness and emotional ease will survive as the kids grow older. This is Deepa Narayan, social science researcher and host of What's a Man podcast, in which I explore masculinity based on interviews with over 250 educated middle and upper class boys and men in Delhi, Mumbai, and other cities as well. and with special guests my goal is simple to open up the conversation about men and masculinity in a non-judgmental way with compassion and deep listening engage with us subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platforms hubhopper apple spotify and many others We've all heard about Makapyar, mother's love. And if you're from India, it doesn't matter when you were born or where you live, I'm sure you've heard the expression, the famous movie dialogue uttered in 1975 about the secret superpower of Indian mothers. Mere paas maa hai. I have my mother by my side. This was 45 years ago. What happened to fathers? Has nothing changed? Why aren't fathers spoken about? Is it because men are so associated with power that bringing in love would be weakening or confusing? In this episode, I explore father-son relationships. This episode has four segments. We first listen to the pattern of responses from the over 250 boys and men from the middle and upper classes that we interviewed for this podcast. We then hear from Dr. Harish Shetty, a psychiatrist, on why embracing the feminine is critical to good fatherhood. Then Dr. Ashish Roy on why fathers can be competitive with their sons. I then share a brief fun interchange between a triad of son, father and grandfather where the 10-year-old shines. Next you hear from 42-year-old Nikhil and 28-year-old Dhruv talking about their father's impact on them. The first hero for almost every boy is his father, a father figure. He's built up in our imagination and in movies as a conquering hero everyone can count on. Bollywood actor Dilip Tahil said, "You have to be able to build up that story and show your hero to be a hero. The hero has got to be above everybody and larger than life. Otherwise he's not a hero." We asked boys, "What do you love about your father?" Their first heroes. Jab bhi mamma daatte hain papa hamesha meri side rehte hain. Uh, 
father is neither a good mood, he can be funny, plus he can also, he's also calm, cool and all. And he can also play with us and entertain. Boys love their fathers and they also see them as the most powerful figures in their families, as you heard in episodes two and three. And despite many changes, they still emerge as more important in the family than anyone else. P-A-P-A. <laughs> P-A-P-A. Tell me why, tell me why. Because sometimes only he says like bring that, bring this, fill the water bottle. But most of the time he listens to me. Oh. <laughs> what? Because my father works to make my house buy stuff what we need for my house and the people in and my mother cooks for us like a chef or like a personal chef mom only does all the work papa's to chilling on the bay on whatsapp men definitely i mean the cultural capital that they hold the the positions of power that they hold uh, it's still an uphill task for a woman to have the same power as a man in today's world i think While boys may not see their mothers as powerful as their fathers, they attach to their mothers first. It's mothers who often are more love-expressive and mothers who famously also spoil them. It was a lot of love in that there was a lot of, like, you know, physical affection. What advice would you give mothers on how to raise, like, a peaceful, happy, confident boy? I think they're already doing their best. by spoiling them so more restrictions or more teachings from the childhood would have been better because uh, our society from the childhood they just allow sons to do anything and uh, for their big mistakes also i think i think they get a lot of pampering from their mothers they should be less pampering from their mothers Well, mothers may have great power again later in the endless sasbahu, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law dramas of married life. Boys focus on fathers as their first power model in the external world. How would you rate your father on power on a scale of 1 to 10 and why? More of an 8. An 8 or a 9 I feel because uh, I feel like he is really good at handling himself as a person. He's really good at knowing what he wants to do and how he wants to feel. Yeah. Like he's really good at shutting some part of his brain down so that he doesn't feel that emotion. Which yeah. is really powerful. I'd say he's at a seven because uh, he definitely holds a lot of power over this family. At least he he basically makes all the money, so all the financial burden is on him, and uh, he controls the finances. So I would say he has a lot more power than I do in this family. I think he is a solid ten because, <laughs> to be honest, I've never seen him making any mistakes. <laughs> I always think him as the person who inspires me, possibly that. But again, yeah, I have never seen him that like making any grief mistakes and later regretting. Boys put their father on a power pedestal. This gives men privileges and also burdens them into being the action man or superman at all times. 
The biggest social change in recent decades is the expectation of gender equality, especially with more women earning incomes. And as you heard in episode one, when we ask young children about equality, most said both men and women are equal. We also simplified the question and asked kids, young kids, who's the boss of the house? A few children said mama or both, but as boys grow older, this changes to men and father, unless they're being raised by a single mother. Dono boss say, Ruti, agar dono ni honge, to mujhe baad duk hoga. Both are boss. Mamne, kyunki agar jaise papa mama ko bolte ki main aaj mangi khaunga, to mama aise kehte hai ki aaj kuch nahi milega. If my father tells Mama I want to eat Maggie noodles today, she scolds him and says, "Today you will not get it." My dad, because when it comes to taking main family decisions, he only takes it. Papa, वही मतलब decide करता है मेरे pocket में नहीं बढ़ेंगे कि नहीं. Boys love their fathers and see them as powerful, but relationships are complex. Where there's love, there's also hurt. After questions about love, we did ask, "Is there anything that hurt you about your father?" Papa was always scolding. He keeps scolding me all the time. Most of the times, I feel like uh, when I discuss some of my problems with him, it uh. kind of feels like sometimes he won't get it. and yeah. sometimes you would uh, say certain things oh like why are you crying like a girl i'm like yeah. hey, look, it's fine i mean i it is affecting me and i will cry so sometimes it's difficult for him to understand what i am going through definitely i want him to speak more with me uh, he has a very bad temper yeah you don't always have to be harsh to make someone strong you can be supportive comfort and still you know face the real world or just having that sense of comfort probably makes you even stronger you know when you venture out alone and stuff like that while boys and men appreciate what their fathers do many express their longing for a closer more loving relationship with their father where they could express their full selves and be accepted Uh, with my father, I would say that he's not that kind of an expressive person when it comes to showing the love and everything. You know, like he wouldn't come and you know, like give you a hug or anything like that. You know, when I was growing up and I would be writing something uh, like a poem or a play or something, I would share it with my mother. I have never shown it to my father. And even though boys outgrow their fathers as heroes, many continue their idealization. He always used to be my superhero, and like I always look to him as my father. Not just as my father, just like a pretty much ideal uh, figure in my life. Okay, like uh, he inspires me a lot. The tough challenge for sons is to move from fathers as superheroes to competing with them to be better. to come back to loving them and for fathers to stay steady through this drama some boys were able to articulate this buried competition between fathers and sons we have a very cordial relationship although there is this uh, alpha beta feeling like he is always very superior and like i always push harder to try proven point to him that you are wrong i am right but there is this competitive uh, 
feeling between each other but yet again uh, we have a cordial relationship as well so yeah it's been great what's a man masculinity podcast in india by deepana rain our partners are hub hopper the gender lab who work with adolescent boys and girls on gender awareness chup circles safe spaces for conversation and youth ki awaaz the largest online platform for youth voices this podcast is supported by the american center new delhi the opinions presented in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the american center or the us government Antified explanations for the answers boys and men gave us, I turned to Dr. Harish Shetty, a leading psychiatrist in India. He's a tireless crusader on the urgency to address mental health issues. One in seven Indians suffers from mental illness. He teaches and also conducts workshops for men. I turned to him to understand the meanings and symbolism underlying the facts. I think one of the most important attributes or, or responsibilities of the father is to recognize his feminine self. Today he recognizes that there's a woman and a man inside of inside a man. Then he'll be able to raise his son well. If he says that shut up, if you fail an exam there's no need to cry. That's not the way to raise a child. When the father and the son can cry together and hug each other that's the way to raise a child that's such a direct way of putting it a man has both a man and woman inside him or a man has both masculine and feminine qualities but dr harish isn't crying looked down upon when it comes to men tears are very healthy and 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 crying is so beautiful and liberating family that cries together stays together and that is so important we have an entire episode on men's emotions and how men and boys are still being trained to disconnect from their emotions so when a man is trained to kill the feminine inside and judge emotional caring as weak that must make it really hard to suddenly change so i'm curious dr shetty how do you change this what do you tell the men i tell them all the time that uh, there's nothing like a strong mind mind is not made of iron and steel it's made of neurons just like uh, other parts of the body are made of cells i also tell them that there can be a strain of the mind and a fracture of the mind just like strain of the muscles and a fracture of the bone We also tell them that if they do not take care of the mind, the bodies will suffer because the mind and the body talk to each other. And when the mind cries, the body can explode. We also tell them in Hindi, جو بہ گیا وہ پانی ہے جو رہ گیا وہ زہر ہے. So you're saying if feelings are not expressed, they stay in the mind and become poison. Thank you. Men are not hardwired not to feel. In fact, biologically, male babies are more sensitive than female babies and they cry more. It's our cultural training and expectations that cuts down boys' emotions. And that's why perhaps giving permission to change through deep, open-hearted sharing in safe spaces leads to changes. I want to also bring in now Dr. Ashish Roy, whom you met in episode 5. He's a psychoanalyst who teaches and practices at Ambedkar University in New Delhi. 
Dr. Shish, what does a father represent or symbolize in cultures like ours where men are expected to be powerful, larger than life heroes? In a very conservative, patriarchal way, the father represents the outside world. So there is always this sense of recognition that the son requires from the father that I hope you're really proud of me. So boys long for recognition from this powerful figure, the father. And research actually shows that in India, fathers have more impact than mothers, even though they spend less time. What have you seen in your practice about men's relationships with their fathers? If you look at a mother-daughter relationship, then the daughter is wearing the mother's saris, her jewelry. She is, there's a lot of love which gets expressed. I think somewhere in the sun, there's always a longing that my father should express uh, something deep to me. Mm. So I think in male relationships, this expression of love really goes missing when it comes to a father-son relationship. So the expression of love is often missing in the father-son relationship? At times, the father can also feel very, very jealous that because the son has been born... Uh, he has lost his own wife as a mother to himself. And uh, that can also create a lot of envy and competitiveness. Uh, so the father can feel excluded from the mother-child bond. I think somewhere the father needs to also have the tolerance that my son is not only going to obey me, but he's going to refuse mm, and question beautiful. everything that I do. And I'll have to tolerate it because it's essential for his growth. And if that doesn't happen, then the son becomes very compliant, uh, doesn't ever voice his own desires, initiative. Uh, so the father has a huge test in front of him, I feel. Yeah. And that requires the father to be very emotionally grounded himself. Right. It's even more difficult because nobody knows that this fighting off is essential path to growth. And it does not indicate failure, quite the contrary, quite the opposite. What then is the father's most important task in raising confident, independent sons? You should unlearn what was done to you. And you should also see that your son is very different from you and also wants to be like you. I think the adult-child relationship is the first relationship, which is very, very formative for us. This psychological task of giving freedom to sons conflicts with the cultural value of obedience to fathers. And of course, the greatest archetype of an obedient son is Lord Ram. I grew up listening to the Tulsidas Ramayana, and it provides the spiritual and value score in many families. Even young children know the stories in the Ramayana. Listen to Bhavitavya, nine-year-old, as he first told me the long version of the Ramayana over 15 minutes and then gave me the Cliff Notes version of the Ramayana as I forgot to record him. So then basically the Ram was a Vishnu Advar. So then he gets married to Sita by breaking a big bow. So then he's exiled for 14 years by Ghai Ghai. His wife Sita is kidnapped. Kidnapped. Uh, he gets help from the monkeys, overthrows Bala's brother, goes to Lanka, makes a bridge with stones with his name engraved on them, squirrels help and he strokes their back, they go to Lanka, Ravan wakes Kumbkaran, big, big, big demon, they fight, Lakshman gets mortally wounded, 
Hanuman gets big mountain with a jadi booty on it. Uh, Lakshman is cured. Ram faces a frown. Ram shoots a arrow into Ravan's navel and Ravan is killed. And then what happens to Sita? Oh, she is rescued. She is rescued. And, and then what happens? After that, uh, when they come back, Sita has, has three bachas. And they go back to Ayodhya. Okay. I know you're tired now. Thank you so much. Thank you also. I loved your storytelling. The Ramayan holds one of the most important sun archetypes, particularly in North India, that of Lord Ram, who obeys his father's wish and instead of becoming king, goes off to the forest for 14 years. Ram is not angry, resentful, but he embodies loving obedience to the father. Psychologically, we know fathers need to give sons freedom. So obedience versus freedom, the two contradictory pulls, how does this play out? I don't know, but I feel that men possibly inherit a sense of narcissism in a patriarchal society more than women because uh, they stand for certain things in a patriarchal society. Uh, men also suffer from being having narcissistic parents who just treat them as extensions of themselves and don't give them any attention especially parents who are successful uh, parents who have you know made it big who have really worked a lot from having nothing and they want their children to idealize them but the fact is that being a parent is not about being idealized it's actually about being criticized and you're relationship with authority develops because of your relationship with your parents so in those family structures where this narcissism of the parent is maintained uh, your child becomes very compliant and docile yeah, exactly and he will follow orders yeah. but yeah. internally he will be very emotionally stunted will just feel like he always has to be in your shadow and will never have the space to be himself I think it should transform the relationship should not break. It should transform. I want to summarize. Fathers face three challenges which have not been understood very well. First, patriarchy assigns power to men, but not every man feels powerful all the time because of how they themselves have been raised. The second challenge fathers face is to express love and emotionally connect with boys, but they've been trained in exactly the opposite direction to suppress their caring emotions. The third challenge is the conflict between the task of letting boys go, give them freedom to defy, and the training and expectation that they must obey. These are difficult challenges for any human being to do well. For this episode, I wanted to speak to a father-son duo, three generations, but nobody would agree. Finally, one brave family agreed. Dr. Malik is a retired eye surgeon based in Delhi. I caught up with him as he was conducting eye surgeries in a remote village in Western UP. His son, 38-year-old Aditya, is a business strategist. I caught up with him on a business trip as he reached his hotel at 9.30 p.m. at night. And his son, 
Now, 10-year-old Bhavitavya, who lives in Pune with his mother, Nani, he was respectful, lively, masculine and feminine and totally self-confident, even as he fidgeted endlessly. The affection and ease among them was obvious. Listen to some extracts from this conversation. Bhavi, what does a good father do or behave? How does a good father behave? You have to answer quickly. No. Of course, you uh, have normal. And normal. What is, what is normal? I don't know. So, how would you like your papa to behave to you? Um, uh, good. I would say good. And what does good look like? How do you know he's being good? Um, if I'm happy, then he's good. Yeah, that's right. Okay, great. Aditya, how about you? Oh, good father. <clears throat> I think. Uh, Somebody who is uh, teaches you the right things. Somebody you look up to. Great. And how about you, Dr. Malik? Uh, good father means like for me, it was a, I would say that uh, concern about children. Everything, every way, education, health, clothing and everything. Habits. So good father is one really who is concerned about your safety, about your happiness, about your education, everything. Thank you. Okay, sons. How would, how would you expect a good son to behave? Hey, Dr. Malik, we'll just go down now. Good son to behave, uh, mine tradition has been a helpful, that he would be helpful to others, that is the best quality I feel. And then good student and good in everything, he will excel in everything, that is my expectations like mostly. And I would like him to return home safe before time, not to delay in the night and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that would be my concern, that is safety. Great. Mm. Aditya, mm. what does a good son do or behave? How does a good son behave? So, I don't know. Uh, at least for me till now, uh, most important has been just a good son is somebody who Who's not, you know, not a bully, uh, not, uh, not very, not rude, and uh, generally respectful. Uh, not necessarily respectful, just because, you know, uh, for the sake of respectful, but uh, intrinsically a little respectful towards uh, humankind and people, right, of all mm-hmm. kinds. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's more about just being a good human being. Uh, if you have an interest or a passion or you feel that you need to do something, then working hard towards it a bit, mm-hmm. I, I think that's important. So Great. That's what I uh, Bhavi? Don't ask me. Eh, are you a good son? Yeah, <laughs> How do I you know? No now, what do you think? You've got to tell, talk about yourself. Uh, do what I'm told, I would guess. Mm-hmm. And not be a bully or be good at studying or something. I don't know. Do you think you're a good son? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Aditya? I mean, of course, I would think I'm a good son because if, because good say no. <laughs> you're allowed to say no. <laughs> How about you, Aditya? Then Doctor Malik. You think uh, you're asking me if I think I was a good son? Yeah. Or I am a good son? Yeah. Mostly, I don't call my dad much, which I realize is not great. Uh, get too busy and f- this thing, but yeah, on the whole, I don't think I've given him too much stress in life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think, Doctor Malik, he's been a good son to you? Yeah, 
Very good. Oh, and why? It generally, again, uh, so good uh, helping in the family. Uh, something which uh, we don't do, dusting things, cleaning up that, and yeah. doing things which he's not supposed to be doing. Helping like uh, household things. He'll go to kitchen, do things which uh, generally uh, mother does or a house uh, help does. And uh, he basically, and then he is intelligent, very intelligent, and. Uh, I like intelligent people and my yes. son to be intelligent. I'm very proud. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what do you like to do with your father, with your Baba? What activities do you like to do with your father? Wrestling, perhaps. Wrestling? <laughs> or wow. when he shows me new holds. When he what? Shows me new holds. Oh, new holds. Wow. Are you a wrestler, Aditya? No, but I watch a lot of UFC. <laughs> so, that's, that's good enough to teach Avitavya some of the things that I see there. He, he's a really easygoing person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, doing anything with him is mostly uh, nice. Uh, he's, a, he's a good sport. Mostly it's simple stuff like just going somewhere to shop or playing a video game sometime or just goofing around at home and nothing very mm-hmm. very very special going out cycling or going down to play sometime mm-hmm. yeah so uh bhavi how do you show your love to your baba that you love him do i have no idea how do i know my son loves me actually i've never thought about that question it's very difficult to put a finger on anything but actually i have no clue how i would I would describe or capture it. For my son, it's very hard to put my finger on it. For my father, it's very easy actually. Dad saying, even if everything in the world goes wrong, we can just go back and farm and we we can be good. So you don't need to worry about anything in life. Mm. So yeah, there's just that sense of security. And uh, yeah, the affection, caring, these things. Mm, beautiful. How about you, Dr. Malik? We were talking about how do you know your son loves you? That, uh, I just know it meant like, <laughs> I, I miss that, that he's not a very good caller or he's not a repeated caller. And I miss that, that he, I have to remind him that you, uh, why don't you ring? Yeah. So then um, these people are busy with yeah. management and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bhavi, what's your favorite thing to do? Eating watermelon. Eating watermelon. Oh, lovely. Soon it'll be the season, won't it? Yeah. Bhavi loves to read. So he then started telling me stories and talking about fantastical characters and kept going with great confidence over Zoom while his father and grandfather waited patiently. So basically, like, fairies are real, but they're not, like, the kind which wave around wands. Because, come on, it's the 21st century, not the 16th century or something. (laughs) So true. So today, they go around wielding baseball bats and watch UFC matches. And the fairies do? Fathers, as we heard, are boys. First hero. Since I've been tracking power and love, 
in these episodes and so far it's been mostly about power despite my attempts i want to explore how fathers exercise power and how they practice love expressed as emotional support to sons having their backs fathers come in all types some fathers feel powerful but without love power becomes abusive unfortunately many boys experience abuse but high power and emotional support give space to boys to grow some fathers feel powerless and they may or may not be able to give emotional support caught up completely as providers often away taking care of everyone they may or may not have the energy or capacity for emotional support let's turn to one son and hear about what happens when his father feels powerless is emotionally disconnected and unable to be the emotional spine for his son Nikhil 42 heads a large global media company. He comes from a middle class family. His father put himself through college and like many of his generation spent a lifetime in a secure public sector job trying to keep everyone happy. His father was not cruel. He played with his son, he took him out cycling and he bought him ice cream. Tell me about your father growing up. Did you want to be like your father? What was what was it like for you? At some point you you start looking at your parents as individuals as human beings as well, right? Not just yeah. your parents. Uh so in my case that must have happened somewhere by the time I was 11, 12 and I realized that my dad was was simply not taking a stand on even on things that even when I was 11, 12 seemed obvious to me uh that you know that uh, that he was he was there uh but you would never really see him taking an active stand for something for example he would never probably come to my school and fight or you know and you know take my side with with my teachers if something required to be done so i think uh, i started realizing this that i really promised myself that i would uh, that you know i wanted to reach a point quickly where i i could be my own person my own man i wanted to be better Tell me about your father's positive qualities. I mean I picked up some of those positives from him but in a lot of ways I I genuinely was not very uh, happy with the kind of person that he was or I I thought that uh, both he and my mom for example I thought that both of them could have been far better individuals far, they could have done far more with their lives um uh they could have been better parents and so on and so forth like not not being risk taking enough not not voicing what you wanted uh, with people with your own family not being confrontational enough you know pursuing your dreams or pursuing your ambitions so those are things that i've i've tried to sort of improve in my own life because i grew up feeling that those were things that uh, my dad lacked nickel's dad was caught in the classic bind of obedience respect on one hand and freedom on the other nikhil what was frustrating for you as a child watching your father i think he meant well and he right. he genuinely in his own way tried to make everybody around him happy or to keep everybody around him happy but the net result was that i think a lot of his relationships uh never ended up being very fulfilling for for either either of the parties concerned neither for him nor for the other people that he was trying to sort of uh, keep happy and i think by not confronting or not trying to resolve issues um uh i think he simply took the path of least resistance 
I would say that really hindered his success in a lot of fronts. Um, his success or whatever self-actualization, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If you were to rate your father as uh, on a scale of power from zero to ten, with zero being totally powerless and ten being extremely powerful, where would you have put your dad? So I would say I would probably say four. Why? Reason being that obviously some part of my dad's uh, powerlessness was was the situation uh, that he was in, both at his in his family and his workplace. But some part of it was his own sort of personality as well, and his own reluctance to sort of uh, you know exert his power or to sort of uh, you know to sort of really stake a claim or to whatever to yeah. you know assert his authority or to assert his sort of dominance. You, so yeah, yeah, and now that you're in your forties, how would you rate your power as a? Do you, how powerful do you feel as a man from a zero to ten? So I would say, you know, uh, in my professional relationships, I would absolutely put myself as a nine or a ten uh, because I'm I'm extremely aggressive, I'm extremely forthright. Uh, I call a spade a spade. And in a lot of business uh, sort of negotiations or whatever, I typically step in as the bad cop. Having claimed power in the external world, Nikhil struggles with balancing power and love and closeness in his life in his relationships. His only real currency is power, even in his closest male friendships. We're discussing things that are happening with our families. I think somewhere, in a way, I'm always trying to sort of. You know, benchmark myself with him. Part of me is always trying to keep score. Is he doing better than me? And I'm sure he does that with me as well. Do you have any friends where you feel no competition? <laughs> <laughs> Honest answer. I mean, it's depressing, but no. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for being honest. I look at the positives of it. You know, they say there's this cliche that you become like the five most five people that you spend the most amount of time with, or you know, whatever. What's the downside? I think the downside is that you can never completely open up. You can never completely drop all your, uh, you know, all your sort of uh, guard down, because somewhere, I mean, you're judging the person, and you know that the person also will be judging you. Then I think that's that's a little sad. Do you wish you had friends where you could be like that, or an environment where you could be like that? No competition, period. Do you think it's possible? I don't think it's possible for me. I mean, I know I'm not capable of it. In some way, I want to classify the person as either a winner or a loser. One small little gear which will always be clocking the competition meter. So, so it's always better than or worse or higher or lower. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I think men uh, talking about his deepest fears and deepest insecurities only when the guy is truly drunk, and and you're drunk at the same time as well. and you may not remember what you spoke about but you remember that feeling you remember that feeling of being that close or really opening opening your heart out the lack of emotional connection with his father combined with his experience of his father is not exerting power not batting for him not having his back affects his friendships his relationships with his partner and with his guy friends he feels safe only with power there are many variations of nickel's father 
fathers with few emotional skills to show their boys their love in a way that's soul satisfying that fills the hole of longing to be seen to matter to be appreciated just because you exist everyone knows about the middle class indian obsession with studies and pressure on boys to be the top boy in everything and this has been caught beautifully in a cultural meme sharma ji ka beta sharma ji's son the boy who always studies who becomes the engineer the doctor now the computer scientist who's the topper stopper who never plays or goes to movies and all his uncles and aunts love him while all his cousins and neighbor kids hate him the hilarious memes took hold because they capture the truth of a deep cultural pain the pain is not just the narrow defined life of a boy a life that a boy must lead till he settles down but also because it ridicules parents it blows back at their power parents use their power to distort love for the children to conditional love love based on performance and obedience Thomas 29 he's an engineer and an obligatory MBA and wants to join politics one day he said he felt closer to his mother than his emotionally distant father whom he has given up on and he recalls the dejection of his failing his engineering college entrance tests made worse by his father's silent anger and ridicule Yeah, I spent two years preparing for it, and you know, when you're preparing for JEE, it's a 50-hour work week beyond your regular curriculum. So it's a lot of effort that a very young kid is making. And once you're doing that for two years, it's the only thing you are doing, and um, that sort of occupies you. And if you don't get it, uh, engineering exams in India have been very important. It becomes a regret, which is a very difficult feeling to live with, because that's what you imagined, and you never felt that you will fail. In my case, I did not make it. in the first attempt myself so i remember for 14 days i had a very bad time i was not eating right i was probably having one of my three meals and just going by that i was not feeling hungry more than that how did your dad react to that i think the only reaction he gave me was sort of you know a shrug which sort of meant that i'm sort of not in you know impressed by the fact that you could not clear an exam which you prepared for 2 years and my mother would come up and check with me hey what is happening are you feeling all right is there something that uh, i can do you know it's just an exam move on you have other things to do but my father did not come up and check right and uh, do you feel your father is emotionally available to you now i don't come to think his emotional bandwidth has increased although my mother more than covers up for it what did you most need from your father you don't have the father as a father as a friend somebody who's there for you to bat for you sometimes it becomes difficult be there for your kids as a friend more than as a father so dr harish listening to dhruv you know this sort of situation happens all the time any thoughts so the first step is being aware of your feelings the second most important step is being not ashamed of your feelings I feel jealous that my son did not score as much as my friend's son. I feel angry that I spent so much in his tuition and still is not doing well. What would your advice be to all the fathers out there? One sentence which I always share is if a child is upset, hug him a little stronger and a little longer, which means if your son has done something really wrong, don't avoid him. 
don't be stoic pensive and walk up and down the house yes you're angry yes you're sad but hold him close to you not that you you accept his behavior children cannot get new fathers or new mothers from amazon or or flipkart you have to manage them you have to manage them that's a wonderful metaphor you really are a metaphor man <laughs> That's a beautiful way of expressing it. But why do you think we are still raising sons or boys not to have feelings? That is true. Yet true. That also is because man is still in the, in the stone age, where women are moving much faster and progressing in the developmental process, both psychologically and socially and culturally. Man still has not. has not mutated the corona virus is, is is mutating every minute the band genes is, is yet to mutate but i tell them that if your sons see you crying they'll feel you're normal they'll, they'll feel you're like us sons don't need gods as fathers sons need fathers as fathers over and over again what i heard boys and men long for from their fathers is love to be accepted and cherished through the ups and downs of life despite all the failures all the disappointments and all the struggles love does not mean agreement it just means acceptance i have your back do join us in breaking open the conversation between fathers and sons and mothers and sons about fathers and about sons within your family schools colleges workplaces and play spaces and engage with us on social media just start the conversation and ask this question what do you need to hear your father say to you and how can you express your love to your father send us your responses and share them with each other In our next episode next week we'll explore the pressure men feel to be great providers. Come and listen to what we've learned from over 250 interviews with educated boys and men and three special guests. The man who started Spotify in India, a man who wrote Queerstan, a best-selling business book, and a young man who lost his job. This is Deepa Narayan. Join me in slow conversation. Listen deeply. Share your stories with others and us. Do subscribe to our channel on Hubhopper, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you are currently listening. Our website is whatsaman.com. You can reach Dr. Deepa Narayan at Deepa VOP on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is generously supported by a grant from the American Center New Delhi. The opinions, findings and conclusions stated are those of What's a Man, Masculinity in India and do not necessarily reflect those of the United States Department of State. Our partners are Hubhopper, The Gender Lab, who work with adolescent boys and girls on gender awareness. Chup Circles, safe spaces for conversation and Youth Ki Awaaz, the largest online platform for youth voices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's a man? 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 Oh man, hey man, good 
Batman, Batman, Superman, be a man. What's a man? What's a man? What's a man? What's a man? Strong man, weak man, manly man, girly man, big man, be a man. What's a man? 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 What's a man?